broadcast for it's the liquor talking any views or opinions expressed are not necessarily those of this station or its management the concierge of all things alcohol ryan maloney and the medium of spirits randall bird join forces every week to bring audio nourishment to a parched audience Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studios in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. If you uh, want to follow along at home, go to uh, Julio's Liquors Facebook page, and you can actually watch this train wreck live or semi-live and we do have a live make some noise guys we got a live audience today a big live audience we have a live audience today this is the um this is the uh oh, we're, we're entering the final the what, what we say the final stretch of go whiskey week there's been as when we finish there will have been 11 events in seven days so um we've scaled it down a little bit but everything's going off this morning and that's where we'll start with the drink of the show this morning will be Nika Days, because you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. And uh, it's nobody's you. business what's in our coffee mugs in New England. But we're happy to tell you that today it is <laughs> Nika Days and a very special guest that's sitting next to me uh, on the podium here, pouring himself his own yes. drink or sample of it. Well, Sponsored an event this morning. Uh, Paulo, so, Paulo, Paulo, please just, Paulo and- that was insanely this morning. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We, you know, it was something that I mean, I mean we're talking about this, uh, this event for those who are listening and those who did not attend. Uh, we did a little breakfast in Asia this morning uh, next door at the Mandarin restaurant. And uh, featured some Kavalan whiskey from Taiwan and some Nika whiskey from Japan, and had some delicious, delicious food. And it was- Randall's still eating it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I got. I, got <laughs> I was watching live. We could see a beautiful uh, plate here, and we're able to pair it to some amazing, amazing whiskeys. So it was a, it was a lot of fun. Good way to start the day and uh, start Whiskey Go Weekend. I mean, t- we have, of course, we had breakfast in Asia, which we've done. How many years we've done that now? Well, I've, was, done, yeah, you, I've many, done you, that now twice. Twice. We did it, I think, at least two more times before that. Yeah. Did the breakfast in Asia. Randall used to do, did a couple of different ones. We always try to start. The, the Saturday is usually seminar Saturday, and we just try to do seminars all day. So we we, the, we figured what's the earliest we could get it out, out done. That was 9 a.m. At, 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 at the Mandarin across the street. And uh, it's just been really popular. It fills up every year. It's like yeah. one of the first things that go. Yeah, That's it's right. a ton of fun. And I wanted to make sure that we did it again this year now that we're, we're starting to, you know, do these types of events, because the first one that I did two years ago was maybe, what, five, six months into my role with Co. when you came in. Um, so it was kind of one of the first really big events that I did. And it was so much fun with such a great crew of people and good whiskey first thing in the morning. That's right. You can start your day oh, right. And I think part of the thing that we were thinking when we planned this session is you're going to have a full day of drinking, but you're going to need to have some food. So yeah, exactly. right. pairing it with um, some of the delicious whiskeys you've had with some of the food options was really how we kicked off the whole day. And sure. then you would go into other sessions with less and less food, by the mm-hmm. way. So um, <laughs> you really kind of uh, knocked it out of the park. And I believe that about two years ago when you started, was that the first the last the first big of the show last, before right. the, yeah. the COVID thing. So yeah. It was like a matter of days later, the world shut down. So yeah. it was kind of a last hurrah. Yeah. Not that but we you, knew you it. worked all through COVID and you were doing pretty steady stuff. And, yeah. and uh, 
we've been very fortunate to taste some of this, but let's get into tasting some of the Nika Days. Well, yeah. yeah. What's in our coffee mug today? Yeah. So this is the Nika Days, very appropriately named for uh, a we'll morning. Day, right? Yeah. For a, a first shot of the day kind of thing. So this is actually Nika's newest expression that we have <laughs> available to us uh, here in the United States. Um, it's a really interesting blend. So in theory, when they thought of this, uh, what they wanted to do is they wanted to create a, a light blended whiskey that would easily be um, featured in a highball style cocktail, really high premium, uh, premium quality soda water or ginger ale, depending on how you like it uh, and have it in a, in a cocktail. Uh, but the thing about it is, is that it's a blend of some incredible whiskeys. It's a blend of some coffee grain from Nika, some coffee malt, uh, and then some single malts from both Yuichi and Miyagikyo, the two distilleries from Nika. Now, a lot of people don't know that, yeah. you know, there was actually, there's two distilleries mm -hmm. that Nika owns and technically is the third distillery tucked inside the other distillery. Correct. Which, which houses the coffee still. Correct. Not, you know, there's no coffee. Named like, after you know, Anais Coffee. Anais Coffee. The inventor of that style still. Yeah, the patent still, which a lot yeah. of people also know it as. But yes, so um, so getting some really incredible uh, whiskeys that are being blended in here. So it makes for a whiskey that is actually very sippable. Yeah. Well, I know this is supposed, I, I, I talked about this at, at the breakfast this morning. I, I know this is meant to be, you know, sort of the mixing whiskey mm -hmm. of the Nika lineup. But as we're drinking in here, and by the way, our audience has... Uh, a, a glass of this also had, had a glass had a glass of this i think that's yeah it's probably more accurate had a glass of this well we're the only radio show that that actually encourages this audience to drink um it they have it but it was meant to sort of be that workhorse meant, meant to be sort of that you know use it for mixed drinks and stuff like that but quite honestly it's just really nice on its own yeah uh, there's not there's nothing you know uh people think when you say you makes it for highball and stuff it's going to be inferior it's not yeah and uh and i was saying at the breakfast is this is the one i sort of like when we get out of this uh this winter mm. this winter mode and we yep. start getting into the spring and, and summer this is really great on a on a even on a hot night with um just a cube in it absolutely and uh sipping this this got some great flavor components to yeah. this i sipped this quite a few times when i was out grilling in my yard this past summer just you know with a cube in it just right. excellent right. excellent sipping whiskey well here's here's my observation too you get to a lot of the japanese whiskeys or asian whiskeys in the aisle they have the kanji or the the lettering mm -hmm. on the side it can be a little intimidating you're reading stuff from another country and then you come across this bottle bright yellow cap very approachable. Right. I think that it kind of like threw too. me off yeah. with the way it looks in the whole lineup of stuff. Mm. But at the same time, uh, everything that you see, that kind of sunny, positive uh, look to the bottle and feel of the packaging translates into the drink. So you it don't have does. to be intimidated by this. I think there's a lot of that stuff that can get in some crazy flavor areas that people may not know mm -hmm. until they taste through all that stuff. But this one is pretty safe bet. Yeah. Very, very good. And we're starting our day with Nika Days. Yeah. And Nika important, Days. And important right. to note with it as well, too, is that um, we talked about what goes into the bottle and some really excellent whiskeys that get blended in here. When you talk about some of the other expressions from Nika, they're a little harder to get your hands on. They're a little bit more expensive. You're limited to one. This is available. This is available, and this is very well-priced. This is going to cost you around Yeah, I think it's like 50, about 50, yeah, 50, yeah. $55, I think, yeah. I, I want to say. So, um, yeah, so it's not... You know, it, I know some people look at that really inexpensive or really expensive, mm. depending on what you're buying. Of course. But in the world of whiskey right now, that's a, especially Japanese whiskey. That's very approachable. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, where most of the stuff is in the 70 to to $100 range. Mm -hmm. 
um, where the mainstay of that is, this is a very approachable price point also. Absolutely. I think that this morning's breakfast, some of the people were at breakfast, you guys had breakfast this morning? A couple yeah. of hands up there. Yeah. Good? Go okay? How's the Nika Day? Is good? They seem to Excellent. like it. They never say it's no to they never say no to free whiskey. I'm sorry. Just you know, I'm laughing about this. Like, oh yeah, it's terrible, Ryan. Please never give us this again. <laughs> Anything that's coming up that you're excited about, or stuff that that we're not talking with the Nika days, but something that you just want a high spot before we get into the rest of the. Um, Jesus, always so. What much are you tasting tonight? Are you going to taste uh, anything cool tonight? Yeah, the meet and greets tonight at six to eight tonight. Meet right. and greet is sort of our smaller, more intimate. Uh, we're going to be down here in the Metro mm-hmm. station. We're going to have about 25, 26 tables. I think there's still tickets left to that. Go to julioslickers.com, go to tastings and events. Uh, you'll be able to see that it's called the meet and greet. And we always have the meet and greet. There usually is something a little bit, maybe extra at the table a little bit. You want to let anybody know any, anybody that's here. Cause I think some of these people are going tonight. Yeah. Anything that you're going to have at the table that may not be, may or may not be on the uh, list. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of things underneath the, uh, underneath the table, maybe. Uh, some special stuff that I have uh, at home for sure. Okay. Definitely going to focus. So with our portfolio, we have such a vast array of whiskeys. You know, we we call it, we Absolutely. say you can take flight with our whiskey. You can literally fly around the globe just tasting through our whiskey portfolio because we have Asia, we have Scotland, we have Ireland, you know, we have the United States, we have a little bit of everything. So uh, I kind of want to highlight that tonight and, and showcase a little bit of everything, but I might have some special pours from some of those All distilleries right. kind of hiding, maybe some Nika included, maybe some single malt stuff. Uh, I don't know what around. table number you are yet because uh, Geo's finishing that up. We're going to have that on our app, Julio's Liquors app. You can get it um, wherever, you, wherever you buy your apps on your phone, but it's the Julio's VIP app. If you do have it and you're coming tonight, make sure it's up to date. And uh, that's, those- a kind of, that's a kind of exciting thing that happens is that everything that you're going to have on the table, as you're mm-hmm. saying, is going to be fantastic. But for those in the know who want a little bit of a special uptick tonight, you'd be able to do that. Right. So spend the time talking to them and show them some of that special stuff. So tomorrow, the Grand Dram is going to be great because we the, uh, Sunday, uh, the 27th, we do the Grand Dram. That's from one to three, th- uh, three thirty. That is we double the amount of tables. Now it's like 50 tables mm-hmm. instead of like 25 or so. It's right. 50 tables, but there's a lot more people. There's, you know, 500 people. So those little specialty items that were tasted the night before usually are gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> right. and the good pe- part is people that are doing, we have a lot of people that do both events. And the cool part about what we were doing it this year is none of the tables that are going to be Saturday night are going to move. Mm. So the good part is, is if you did Saturday night, you could stay upstairs in the store and do the rest of the tables or, or spotlight, but you know exactly where they're going to be. Yeah. And I mean, I have to say, I appreciate that because <laughs> have then I don't up. have to break down yeah, my table tonight right and set it up again tomorrow. So I appreciate not having to move. Yeah. Anyways, hey, I want to thank you for uh, I want to oh, thank, thank you for you. stopping by. Appreciate go get some rest because you're going to need it. Well, I'm going to go buy some wine for for home so that my wife isn't mad at me when I'm there you working go. the event thank later. You. So <laughs> thanks for doing the breakfast. Thank you, I really appreciate it. Appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Thanks for a break. All right. Well, that works out perfect because it's time for a break. All right. So, Randall, get us out of here. If you're wondering what you're listening to, it's it's the Liquor Talking here on WCRN AM 830 on your dial. We'll be back after this commercial break to continue with the Facebook Live feed. So, please stay tuned. We're going to stay on Facebook Live. We're going to stay on Facebook Live. Thank you. 
So we're off right. the radio right now. So we're off the radio right uh, now. We're echoing Ted. Uh, we're echoing Ted. Echoing Ted. Ted. Yes. Ted. That was exactly Ted. what it was like. All right. So um, we have a little time before we come back. So I was thinking that we would do something that we maybe weren't going to talk about during the show. Okay. Try something. This was a, um, we're not going to do this so much as a yay or nay, but I had a full bottle of it. So I figured the audience would like to try it. Villain, villain, 40% liqueur. Uh, it's from France and it is um, small batch tradition. It's VSAP, uh, VSOP cognac. And by the way, it looks like there's two C's, not an O. So it's got a neck. Um, exquisite spirits, a zil from French wheat. Natural flavor, smooth. It's balanced. It's smooth and balanced. Well, it must be good. With aromas of vanilla, spice, toasted oak, and it can be served neat over the uh, over ice or as the foundation for the perfect cocktail. So well, I'm going to pour so this, this out. This is a cordial. Anyone. It is a cordial. It, you would find this probably in in the uh, cognac section because I think that's where Gio put it. And I'll give uh, give this to John so we can get it out to you. There you go. It has like a snake on the bottle and stuff, and it's a pretty cool looking bottle. So I was intrigued. I, right. You know, I don't usually get intrigued because I don't drink a bottle. I drink what's in it, but it looked so villain that I had it. Yeah. <laughs> I had to give it a shot. Um, well, the first well, is that blast of vanilla. Yeah, they weren't kidding about that, huh? Yeah. And our audience will soon be. Yeah, able yeah to they will still be experiencing that. pouring some of the samples, no problem. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. You wanted me to do the thing while we're uh, I'll do the while we're waiting for everybody together. I will do the uh, I'll do the question of the show. So we'll we're gonna pose the question to you guys since you're here in the audience. When we go back on the air, I'll read it again. See if anybody. Uh, I'll ask Randall for his official answer, and I'll ask so you. So don't answer it yet. Don't answer it yet. So we're back on the air. Don't yeah. answer. It I will. I will give it to you now. I'm gonna try to make this fairly easy. No, it is. It's well. I don't know. Randall sometimes drives me crazy. Which of these ingredients is in a Manhattan? Which of these ingredients is in a Manhattan? A, cream. B, bitters. C, iced tea. Or D, hemlock. You know what Socrates right. so I'm, I'm going you know to on the thing. But. Yeah, yeah. You know what Socrates' famous last words were? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll eliminate one for you. It's what? I'm a bitter guy. No. no. Hey, that tastes just like. Huh? Um, you gave me what? <laughs> so which of these ingredients is in a Manhattan? A, cream, B, bitters, C, iced tea, or D, hemlock? I know a couple people are. Uh, are, are, are amateur or something professional. Well, mixologists in the, in a the group. A true they Manhattan. I can speak from experience. A true Manhattan. Uh, neuroses. <laughs> a certain level of destitute poverty. Yes. <laughs> and an outlook of the world that probably is not healthy. a little bit dark. Yeah, yeah, not healthy anyways. We'll go with that. So that is uh, that. Is that. So I think hey, everybody's... Do you, want, do you want another fun fact? Sure. I, absolutely. So I lived briefly in Manhattan. You did? Manhattan, Kansas. This is true. This is uh, my father was working for Kansas State University, which is located in Manhattan, Kansas. All right. 
And then I lived in Manhattan. In and York then you in Manhattan, York. New York, too. I would have led with the Manhattan in New York first. Well, I think that the other one, one minute. Yeah. All right. So you guys got that? Everybody got it? All right. Is everybody tasting it? I was thinking maybe it should be called vile and not villain. So what we're looking at here, in my opinion, is a spiced vanilla forward cognac based thing for making mixed drinks. So you have oh, other, no, you have to be other, neat and or on the on the ice, but it on says, the ice. or the perfect foundation for yeah, or the perfect found. It's I don't know about perfect, but, but thirty seconds. It's it's what type of eggnog with Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog without the cream. So you're saying that's pretty vile too. Hmm. <laughs> So you're saying that uh, Pennsylvania Dutch eggnog is not that good either. Okay, guys, here we go. I feel like I'm drinking a candle. <laughs> Frosted sugar cookies. Okay. Not the good ones. Right, Broadcasting go. live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Don't make me come out there. All right, and we're back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. If you want to uh, watch this show, I don't know, you know, you're on the radio, you listen to us on the radio, but if you want the full show, Randall and I actually do an hour show and we do it on Facebook Live. You go to Julio's Liquor's Facebook page and you can watch us attempt to do a live radio show. And if you're watching the whole show, you're going to have to do it clockwork orange style with your eyelids peeled back because it is quite the train wreck up here. <laughs> we tasted um, some stuff over the break and uh, now we're back on the radio portion, but well, we had for, a trivia question that was asked. I will ask the trivia question. The other thing I want to say is you can also get wherever you get your podcast from, you can also find it's the liquor talking on the podcast and we're on Spotify and so forth. So you can, you can subscribe and you can listen to us um on 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 spotify uh if you want you can follow me on um <laughs> instagram on whiskey at whiskey journeyman at whiskey journeyman no e in whiskey whiskey journeyman you can follow and randall what's yours the spirits medium the spirits medium and uh i think that's going to be interesting i'll get into a little bit into the i show have the you. uh it's under construction to you this website is under construction kind of Randall has one there. post and i did it for him yeah so if you want to if you want to if you want to if you were worried about getting an account that's just going to show you too much content yeah randall's will, would not have that problem yes, you yeah. should definitely go with randall's but um and also get look for it's the liquor talking on spotify all right so we have the larceny question of the show you're yeah. you ready for this we 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 pre-asked our audience, but now we're on the air. I'll put it out there. Anybody that's what we're talking about larceny, the bourbon. Yes, we have in Hill yes. not that we've stolen this question from somewhere. Perhaps. Okay. <laughs> I'm not leaving that out. All right. So here it is. Which of these ingredients is in a Manhattan? A cream, B bitters, C iced tea or D hemlock. Okay. All right, you got those. So we have a very large studio audience with us here today. On the count of three, no, 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 no. Shout out the no, answer. No, 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 I'll no, no, do no, it no. as well. Okay, all right, got it. no, no. I, I okay, well, all right. I, I was going to do A, B, C, and have them raise their hands. 
Yeah, You're going to just get a mismatch. that on the radio. I know you can't hear it on the radio. All right, go ahead. On the count of three. Yes. Just it's shout just out the letter of what you think the answer is, and I will answer at the same time, so okay. I'm not cheating. All right. One, two, three. B. So you said D, Hemlock? No. <laughs> B. The audience said B. I think you said D. No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure. good. My hearing's pretty good. I think pretty, pretty much said D. Yeah. So the answer that the audience gave was, and Randall did too, was B, bitters. Yeah. And the answer is bitters. Manhattans are comprised of rye, whiskey, sweet vermouth, bitters, and ruby red maraschino cherry. And that's not right. Now, I'm going to get into that in a second. Ruby red maraschino cherry. Bitters are an uh, urban-fused liqueur, which they thought of are. The drink was supposedly created at a party by Winston Churchill's Yankee mother gave for just elected New York governor. Okay, so we just had we just had Paulo here, right? And his company, yes. Holding Company, also imports Luxardo. Yes. All the Luxardo line. They also import Luxardo cherries. I would strongly suggest not to use these, uh, you know, the bright red maraschino, neon red, yeah, maraschino cherries in your Manhattan, but to use a better quality because it does make a difference and a better quality cherry like a Luxardo cherry. Yes, you will pay more for them. Uh, I learned out the hard way. Do not let your daughter in those when she's making uh, Sundays <laughs> because they're boozy. No, they're not boozy, but guess what? They're expensive, expensive. and she likes a lot of them. Okay. So I went from where's my where's the cherries? I was ready to make like a Manhattan. I'm like, where's yeah. the cherries? Oh, dad, I use those. All right. And you know, lesson lesson learned. So that is the larceny question of the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. So there is, I bet you you could make the argument for D. You could make because the argument in for beer, D. Right. If they don't have uh, the bitterness you know, of hop, right. it was a colonial substitute to use spruce. Right. Or any type of the, the spruce family. Yeah. As a bitter element into the beer. Right. You'd have to sort of so, watch when you started using hemlock. Yes. Uh, yeah. That would not probably be a good one to use. Okay. I said it during the break, but I'll say it against the the rail. Socrates, Socrates last words. Yeah. Hey, that tastes like hem. Right. And uh, so I would be very careful about that one. Speaking about weird ingredients. Oh, boy. I, yeah, I know. Um, I actually have uh, something that we should probably talk about today because I think this one is so when this one is part of the gen files. So my wife, uh, Jennifer, when she finds something that she thinks would be interesting for us to talk about on the radio, uh, pulls some different uh, articles and stuff and lets us go to town on it. So this is one that she found it in Business Insider of all places, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, she likes to peruse the interwebs. This South African distillery infuses elephant dung as its main ingredient to make gin. What do you think? Uh, am, I, am I supposed to have an answer to this? I don't know. No. Uh, <laughs> a South African couple located in Perel have crafted a gin by infusing elephant dung into the alcohol since November 2018. After relocating back to um, uh, uh, South Africa from the UK, <laughs> they let them do it. Huh? There are now three different spirit flavors listed in major retailers locally, selling for approximately I don't know what that number is because it's 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 what what what's uh, South African rands uh, and distributed internationally. Fifteen percent of the proceeds 
go towards herd. It's an elephant orphanage. Uh, the people buy into it, the elephant dung infused gin, and that they are contributing towards elephant conservation, says the owner. All right. Uh, let's see. First bottle of gin infused right. with elephant dung. All right. Uh, okay. I'm just seeing if there's if there's something else that we need to know besides that it has elephant dung in it. We all constantly have a conversation about what the ultimate dare. Oh well, here's, a, here's an interesting fact. The ultimate fact. dare shot is. This is up there. The uncommon fact is that elephant dung can be sourced for healing water, painkillers, and insect repellent. I can see the insect repellent, and I'm repelling a couple of other people. Uh, the mammals consume approximately 200 to 250 kilograms of plants a day. That's a lot. I, it's got to all come out the other side too, right? Uh, Let's see. Um, on the drive, the family discovered that elephants digest only 30% of what they eat, and the remaining 70% is left on <laughs> the field floor as waste or a new flavoring for your gin. Yeah. Huh. You know what's weird oh, is that this, we is, this is not the weirdest flavor that I've seen in alcohol. I'm just going to see, like, I, I'm trying to see what else they have. We got to take a break. Ted, right, Ted's, John, Ted's, a, Ted's a in question. my ear telling me we got to take a break. Still got a minute. Oh, is that the main? Oh, somebody wants to know if, if this is the main ingredient in the dirty martini. No, it'd have to be a gimlet, right? No? I'm not be a gym I, martini, why are you looking at me like I would know any of this information? <laughs> <laughs> I got I to see how yes, they make it. I really, I really have to. Making the perfect bottle of gin begins by first collecting the dung, wash off the sand. Because that's the bad part. Because that's the bad part of the dung. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, who wouldn't say that? Oh, wait a minute, I got to get to the other seconds. part. It's thirty seconds. We got. I will finish it. Uh, <laughs> cleaning off the the sand and the mud. Because who wouldn't want dirty dung? Right. Cleansing it and then leaving it to dry until get a fluffy botanical, which is immersed into the alcohol. All right. That using infusing the elephant dung is similar to making a cup of tea. Yeah. In a very weird sort of way. I'd like to apologize in advance to our listeners as we go to a commercial yeah. break where you can hopefully scrub your ears and try and forget everything you've just heard here on It's the Liquor Talk. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Continue it live through the Facebook Live. Sort of think of the dung as like a tea bag. <laughs> All right, we're off. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. Dung, dung referred to as botanical is collected from elements in food sport or the in the game reserve. I, I don't even I can't pronounce out these names. I'm just seeing if there's something like this is just totally bizarre to me. I'm not even getting what the flavor is gonna be. Right. <laughs> Fresh dung aroma. All right. Have you ever walked through a cow field? I I don't know what it, I don't know what. I've been around elephants at the zoo and I, the, the two only, minutes, the only thing, other thing I, I know there was this guy, right? The best thing to do is take waste and make something of it. Right. Cause it doesn't cost you anything. As a matter of fact, a lot of times they'll pay you to take it away. Yep. Is this guy who started using elephant dung and exotic animals from the zoo. He would collect all of the dung right. and would make fertilizer with it. Sure. And you could have exotic animal dung fertilizer for your rose garden or your vegetable garden or whatever. And, and basically they paid him to take it away. And then he made money on it, which is like, that's entrepreneurship, like right. 101. Well, and then in a lot of, uh, a lot of countries, it's also a viable fuel source for cooking. The dried dung is used as, yeah, uh, as can, fuel. It will burn it. 
Because most of this is grass. If they say they're getting rid of yeah, 70% is what they're pooping out. All right. So this we guy's, have tasted, this guy's, we this have is, not tasted this, but we have tasted musk ox. No, gland. No, that was, no, beaver, that was beaver gland. Gland. Beaver gland. Grasshopper. One minute. Yeah. What was the other flavor. thing that we got? What's the other one? Electricity too? flavored. No, that was, that was somebody actually was went out and did that. Yeah. I think they used an electric gill for that one. Yeah. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not that surprised, but at the same time, mildly. Well, disgusting. there's Floki makes a peated one. They use sheep dung to to okay. smoke to smoke the peat, but they're not actually putting it in there. And of course, I got I now that we're sort of out of COVID a little bit, I, I'm going to put together. I was going to do this 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 one called the pleasure. Thirty the seconds. Pain, yes. But I'm going to call. I'm going to call it the pain in the pain. Yeah. And it's some of the worst whiskeys I've found. And and and. I got fish, sadly, fish, key? You would, fish key? Yes. You would think that people Whiskey hearing Asian this would say, barrel? do not sign me up for that. But there's this no, whole no, no. kind of dare mentality. It will sell out. People sell will out. be like super excited to taste the most horrible yes, stuff that you can find. All right, guys. Here we go. Okay. We're coming back. We're waiting. Two grown men broadcasting from a large cold room. Live from the Jim Beam Cold Storage Studio in the heart of Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro, it's the Liquor Talking with Ryan Maloney and Spirits Medium, Randall Bird. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And we are also broadcasting on simulcasting as a Facebook Live on the Julio's Liquors Facebook page. If you want to know about all the, all the other stuff that's going on, go to julioslickers.com. You know, Randall, in the last segment, we were talking I, I about. I want to point out something. <laughs> sure. The intro music is Girl from Ipanema. Right. Which is also the same music that we use when we have to interrupt the conversation because it's gone off the rails. And then you do a little. That one? Right, exactly. So is Ted in the console thinking that We've the conversation gone off the rails. has gone off the rails and just putting it in as our intro music? You're killing me, Smalls. That's right. Stand back. <laughs> so, yes, he may he may just be doing that. Yeah. So we were talking about the elephant dung. Gin. Uh, gin. Infused. Let's, 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 Infused gin. The, the audience does not need to know about that right now. Maybe someday we will do that. But I think they, they deserve something after having to listen to that. So to actually taste, to yeah, cleanse taste your it. mental palate, your mental, as mental. well as your taste buds. We've had nothing but pretty good tasting stuff. We had a little bit of this villain that was not, eh, not so popular, that was okay. but it's a flavored, uh, a cognac flavored kind of expression, right? Yeah. Well, I'm going to go now, now for something completely different. We're doing the bat, uh, private barrel selection, single barrel, non-chill filtered Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. 110 proof. This is Russell's Reserve. And this is a barrel that Randall, I, and Geo picked out. And actually, and I'll, and I'll get into that in a second. This one is a lock and key pick, and it's called Vetted. And I'll tell you why we called it Vetted. And everybody in the office, uh, audience is well, going to get some it was, it Does it have anything to do with veterinarians? It does because not have anything to do. Tasting it does not have anything to do to with veterinarians. Vets. No. Okay. No, you know, like. So they, they sent us a bunch of samples. We got our samples late and they, they were uh, the people at wild Turkey were very gracious to send us um, samples just for us. Yeah. And we put it out and we picked which one we had, but they gave us a pretty good size sample. So what we did is we had some of the lock and key members 
try it. And they gave their opinion on what they thought of it too. So even though us three had picked it, we, we vetted it with some of the other members of the club. We were, we, we're we fortunate kind of though. crowdsourced a little bit more yeah. of an opinion on whether we should be picking this whiskey. Yeah, there you go. You can see that one there. Yeah. And and Russell's going. always doing a great job with their barrel select uh, and the reserve. A little bit of a new label thing with this kind of rooted tree. Yeah. On it's it, a but family tree, I think. Really? <laughs> no, I have no idea. Single barrel, non-chill filtered. And uh, this is at 55. Mm. Yeah. 110 proof. So the, the reason why I also pulled this one out, it's been a while since we've been able to get Russell barrels have been sort of scarce. Yeah. As of late. So us get finally getting it in after COVID was over. This is one of our first, I think this is our first barrel from wild Turkey. Um, since COVID hit. So guys, to try that out, what do you guys think? Good? Not good? Yeah, this is going to, I I will say that, that there, may be a, there may be finish. some of this for, yeah, there might be some of this for sale this weekend. I'm just sort of saying, not okay. a lot, but might just sort of find its way to the shelf or something. So keep an eye out. For those of you perusing the uh, the aisles this weekend, for and they would go know whiskey that this week. is different from all the other Russell's reserves and the fact that it says vetted on here. And lock yes. and key on the back. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, speaking of which, you guys want to, um, well, we can pin this out and we can talk about it in a, in, a, in a minute. And that way they'll get it back to me. Is I'm going to give this for the audience member to try. This is not available yet in Massachusetts. And I, I'm interesting to see what the studio audience thinks of it. Okay. Um, also another bourbon? or It's whiskey, another barrel that we have access to. And okay. I, I'm, I'm sort of deciding whether we're going to, we're going to take it or not. And, Maybe it's a good time for this is the great part about being part of our radio show is that you get to sit there and listen to elephant dung stories. But in the meantime, while you're drinking, while you're drinking. (laughs) So it's not quite as bad as that. But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll mix it up. We may be the only one of the only shows that encourages our audience to drink. But we also may be one of the few shows that drinking really only makes enhances the show that sound it really better. makes it makes it actually listen. sort of makes it go yeah. i am also while they're pouring that out for Uh-oh. everybody to try you and i are going to try something i don't have enough for the whole audience to try this but but this is going to be tried at your table tonight, tonight yes so, so if, if you go to the latitude yes yeah, the 90 this, plus seller table which will be up here i think right? yeah it's actually going to be right Right about where you're sitting right this now. This is a special project, and it has not been bottled yet. So what we'll be bringing is the sample of this to the table. But this is something, uh, a project I've been working on with you and also Brett. And Antonio. Brett from, yep. and Tony from Binnie's, Binnie's. in Chicago. Um, is something I call the Legacy Project. So you had picked a barrel between your two stores of Sagamore rye right. that had previously been aged in a cognac cask. Right. And they uh, sent you the cask. At which point we I gave it to Randall. You get, they gave it to me. And then we put some of our 15 year old Canadian corn based whiskey yep. that was under the old hunt and gather two label. So if you're a big fan of that and we have now aged it for almost uh, five and a half, six months, almost six months by the time we're yep. done. And um, it's put another twist or finish on it. So the legacy project is basically taking things or customers or retailers barrels and kind of rolling them forward so that you can have continuity in the flavor and talk about your other projects that are now long gone, right? What's, what's the ABV on this one, Randall? Do you know? I'll have You're to not- pull it when we bottle it, but I'm looking at probably close to 118 proof. It 118? went in at about 120, but there was some evaporative loss. So we lost a point or two of alcohol. Okay. 
And uh, so this is that 15-year-old Canadian, which is, we believe is a 95% corn in Nashville. Yep. And we don't disclose the, 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 distillery. the distillery, of course. But I just told you it was Alberta. <laughs> well, no, it's in Alberta. It's in Alberta. Yes. No, I just told you it was in Alberta. <laughs> yeah. I'll say, so um, just so everybody knows, this one that you'll try at Randall's Table tonight, if you're so inclined to go to it, um, this will be not a lock and key project, but this will be a U.S. mail project. U.S. us. M.A., Massachusetts, I.L., Illinois, U.S. Mail Project. And the name of this one is going to be the Rye Canadian. Rye, W-R-Y, and Canadian with an E to indicate French Canadian, because that's where the cognac barrel comes in. So yes, the French roots of the cognac barrel, yeah. yeah. So um, if you're so inclined to go try that tonight, um, that's going to be something Randall's going to have under the table. Yep. So um, I kept it a secret for as long as I could. Yeah, now you all and it'll be bottled probably within the next uh, couple of weeks and be available at some point after that. All right. Now, as I've been jabbering along over here, John has been very kind as to uh, pour, pour, some of this, pour this out for the audience. I can tell the cork's always really good on these things. <laughs> yeah, I do. It. Um, here you go, Randall. All right. See what you think of this. Nothing said in the There's stone. nothing left out in the audience as I look out there. Yeah, they, they've already drunk it. Empty glass. I mean, you know, in, in all fairness, we were we were sitting here drinking that Canadian whiskey, so so I can't I can't blame them too much. John, um, looking at the time. Let's see what time we got. I think we should do this. Yeah. So the name of this product, uh, Kentucky State Bourbon Whiskey. This is at fifty-eight point seven five five alcohol by volume they're really going out several decimal points remember the scandal about yeah not going out enough decimal points on the oh wait a minute hold on the heineken the heineken bottle that was uh that was out there that uh they got sued there we go yes mr blutowski zero point zero <laughs> that was Heineken. They got sued because it was they actually claimed that their non-alcoholic beer was 0. 0.0. What is the actual one? And so somebody the said lawsuit this. was brought saying that this was disingenuous, but we've discovered that there's more alcohol in a banana from a grocery store <laughs> this, or uh, other things. A bread, a, a roll. There's and more alcohol in a not, roll. In our opinion on the show, disingenuous to round down the 0.3 to the 0.0, but they felt that that was uh, enough to. The government says that that's what they should put it out at. Right. The point, the point zero three it wasn't Heineken is wrong. They only need to guess. Yeah, yeah. They, they weren't. Yeah. Uh, you know what? And that's so unlike a zero big corporate, big corporate zero. zero, Mr. Blutowski. Zero point zero. Well, so who didn't even have a great point? Somebody didn't even have a great point. Everybody know? Somebody didn't even have a great point. Was it Daniel D-Day? Yeah. yeah, I think it was D-Day. Yeah. But uh, Doesn't in, even this, have in this particular it. one, they've taken this from 58.7 Okay, five. All right, five. Yeah. So uh, really, it's really drawn it out, and it's a uh, one hundred seventeen point five one on the proof. All right. What do you guys think? Yes. No. Too grassy. But about eighty bucks on this one, but it's a seven or eight year old. You guys think? Yes. Yeah. Your name. 
All right. Hands All right. up if it's a yay. All right. We're getting a little bit of a thing on this one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yay. Nay. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm seeing where we're at. All right. Sounds good. Well, thank you for your vote. Mm. What do you think? I think it's good. Um, I'm I'm not sure what the price point you were just it's saying. It's like about 80 bucks. I think. I think there's some stuff out there that's at this price point that mm-hmm. would be superior in terms of flavor. Yeah, I think you're right. So I'm not trying to do a slam on no, it. No, no, no. I think, listen, that's what we're talking about. There is harder to find. Yeah, absolutely. But um, it looks like they're sourcing. Or is this the. the no, that's theirs, I think. Yeah, okay. I think this is theirs. Right. Uh, what does it say on the bottle? Should actually say. Now I have to read. Not, yep, 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 yep. I'm going to call Personally you. Personally selected. Not genuine without the Wathens signature. And bottled by the Charles Medley Distillery. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. This is legit uh, if it's coming from the Medley Distillery. A very long history, but not a lot of uh, recent production that's yep. that you can really talk about. But no. yeah. Okay. All right. So while while everybody's been um, tasting tasting that. Yep. All right. Um, uh, there's we more. Got, we got more. more. Out, right? Yeah, because you know this. This almost time for a break. Oh, we gotta take a, We gotta take a break pretty soon. All right. All right. Any what do you want to do, you guys? You want to taste? Um, what do you want to do? Oh, we gotta we gotta take a break. Do you want to do you? Oh, you know what? I should I should go into this because we're going to oh, maybe I'll do this. I want to do this during the break. OK, I'm going to do this during the break, I think. And I'm going to start talking about this because this is something I want to do next week on the next week show. So I will wait. I'll wait on this one before right. I, before I do that. And we'll, we'll start talking. Well, if you're wondering what Ryan's being yeah, so I know. cryptic about, I know. You're going to have to see it on Facebook Live because we're about to take a commercial break. It's the Liquor Talking. We'll be back after these messages on the radio, but please stay tuned. All right. Um, Hold on. Let me just do this. Talk uh, later. All right. So I'm getting messages from people now because we got a lot going on this weekend. All right. So we did a gen files. Is this another gen files or is this this? I don't even know what to categorize this. I think this is I think this is called Helena gone to hell in a handbasket. All right. All right. Because there's been some articles lately that I've been noticing that just have gone completely nuts. And I will start with the classic. All right. The classic is. Florida man causes car crash after throwing a bottle of fireball during a road rage incident. Okay. Now we're not so, you know, I said, when I start the sentence with Florida man, no one is actually now shocked that about anything else that comes after that. What's that code phrase. word that this is going to be nuts. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, Robert Woodenford has been arrested for, after throwing a ball of a, a bottle of fireball during a road rage incident and, um, Pasco County. He could not have picked more Florida whiskey to throw. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, this there's no bias in this article whatsoever. Right. Um, said Winfrey's wife cut off the victim at the junction of Little Road and State 52. This is, by the way, if you're living far, this is back roads junk too. The victim got into an argument with the pair. That's when uh, Winfrey, who was the passenger in the seat at the time, well, it's good to know he wasn't drinking and driving, uh, threw the fireball cinnamon whiskey bottle at the victim's car, causing them to swerve and smash into another vehicle. 
Now they were driving and having this conversation. That's what it says. It sounds like. Yeah. So they were like, they're probably, you know, argument I, through the open window. Can you not only see like, highway. yeah. Can you only see like Bo and Luke Duke driving down like the road and this like dirt and this dust line and when they're both yelling at each other through right. the window and you know, it had to be, they're driving. They got to be driving side by side. At right. Time, exactly. Right? Neck and neck. Yeah. Um, Woodford later informed the police that he was holding the bottle at the time of the incident and he has been arrested and charged for throwing a deadly missile and is currently in car. We're sure he'll be wearing this. This article is no holds barred. We're sure he'll be wearing it orange for the foreseeable future. <laughs> never change Florida. Never change. Okay. So. All right. Let's talk about this. Uh, if I'm no, on okay? the road, there are times I mentally wished I could throw an actual fireball. Yes. Right. Because you get yeah. angry. People are driving stupid. But I don't think I've ever rolled down the window, had an argument and then picked up an actual object and hurled it. He's in the passenger seat. So I'm trying to figure out the configuration of the cars and who's actually having the argument, because if she's passing the other car, he's having the argument with the driver. If they're on the other side, she's having an argument with maybe their passenger or something. I'm trying to figure out where the car is in relationship to he had to have gotten out in front of this at some point or he threw, threw the bottom. That's Any a 1.75. Yeah. The position of the car is going to come up. Not good. Not good. It's not going right. to be a great, great position. So here's, so it gets worse. All right. Now, it was, like I said, we started to hit the thing with Florida and we're like, oh, okay. Police are investigating a 40 person fight at a golden corral that some say started out over a disagreement about steak. All right. Okay. So, so you would say that this was almost a mistake. Yes, it was. Thank you. I don't have it out there. All right. The brawl involving 40 people broke out at a 40 people. Golden, golden Corral. Corral. This golden. is an older age set, I would imagine. Well, it depends on where you go. This, what, how long much time I got, Ted? This isn't teenagers brawling. No. no less than two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. Benslam, Pennsylvania. Now it starts getting a little weird because now if I had said Florida, you would have been all fine with that. You're like, oh, yeah, it's in Florida. It's Golden Corral. And so basically what happened, I don't have to go too much into the story because this is the insane part. You go up to order your steak. This is when I read this story. You go up to order your steak and people are ordering their steak. So the guy that was behind the guy, like he thought he should be first, the guy behind him got a steak before he did. That's the oh, you and the I are in the line. You ordered first, but I ordered second. I got my steak first. Well, wait a minute. Here's the, here's the interesting part of this. Okay. You ordered a well-done steak, by the way, should be taken out back and hung anyways. Right. I ordered a rare steak, like it's a normal person. Earlier. Right. Yeah. There's less cooking time, but he, but he, the guy in front was one minute. Ticked. The other guy got the steak before he did. Yeah. And that rage battle ensued. Well, and 39 other people decided it well, was worth fighting. 30, 38 other people, but I'm not doing the math. <laughs> right. Decided that they all would join in. Yes. Well, I think that was, they ran out of steak, but the, the whole point was they got they got the order. So they got some of the last steak that could. By the way, that could have been another incident because I didn't read that one in this article. So maybe there was a little bit more in-depth reporting from the article that you got. Now, wasn't the old remedy for a black eye a raw steak? So yes, that it was. probably could have contributed to the shortage of steaks as well. I am going to read the last one on the air. OK. And then I'm going to tell you what we're going to do about these articles. Because the last one really has the more important part. We're All right. Do this next week. Well, it's a real nail biter here on Facebook yeah. Live. But if you want to find the answer of what actually happens, please continue on Facebook. All right, guys. Here we go. On the radio as well. Okay. Yeah. It.
I'll synopsis really quick okay. on the radio too. And everybody got whiskey, right? Which one did you get? You can Hold tell up. them to put a cork in it, but they'll tell you it's the liquor talking with Ryan Maloney and spirits medium Randall Bird. Live in the Jim Bean Cold Storage Studio at Julio's Liquors, Route 9 in Westboro. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It's the Liquor Talking right here on WCRN AM 830. And if you want to follow along at home, because you can't be like our cool audience members that are actually having this live and they're drinking. trapped here. Yeah, they're trapped. Oh, the doors are locked. Yeah. Um, go to julioslickers.com Facebook page. You can see it there. If you want to listen to this whole show on its own, uh, it'll be up in a couple of days on uh, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can uh, go on to that. During the break, I was reading about a, a, a very disturbing, well, not a, a disturbing trend that was going around the country. I first one, I had Florida man who basically threw a bottle of fireball caught in a road rage in a road rage into uh, while driving. Yeah. The okay. second one was a, uh, a, a as Randall would say, a mistake right. at a Golden Corral buffet that involves. This is, uh, now, would this be a melee or a Donnybrook or a? It would be a Donnybrook. Yeah. Okay. In the old Irish, that would definitely be a Donnybrook because usually a Donnybrook's over nothing. And it that has would qualify people. Like, That's it's right. like a, there are yeah. 40 people involved. In 40 this. people <laughs> fight over Golden Corral. Some say started over disagreement about steak. It was who got their steak first, but it should have been. How dare you order a steak? Well done. Yeah. But. I don't know. This is bad. This is just the prelude to this final. This is the final one. And I want to I want to do something. I want to do something next week about this one. Now, let me let me tell you what happened. OK, this one here. Um, where is this one take place? I believe it's is it Alabama? I, I think it's Alabama. Well, all right. All right. Well, here we go. Man arrested for shovel attack following a row over the taste of Bush light <laughs> over the I'm going to repeat that taste of bush light. Yeah. Okay. A man was arrested. Oh, yeah. It's in Alabama for attacking you know, just his neighbor to Florida. <laughs> just wanted to make sure we got it all in there. Um, arrested in Alabama for attacking his neighbor with a shovel after the neighbor told him that bush light tastes like water. So who's defending so, the honor of bush light? Yeah. Well, <laughs> He, the shovel. other guy obviously didn't like to hear the truth. Right. Uh, it would seem that along with politics and religion, beer preference should perhaps be added to the list of topics avoid discussing with acquaintances. That is the reaction of one furious beer fan is anything to go by. So let's see. If you say something, I don't, I'm going to imagine these guys aren't friends, right? They're not acquaintances. Like they're, Oh, I'm saying they're, they're just like, they're we're going to get in a conversation. Oh no, they're it neighbors. Went to zero okay. to a shovel attack. So it's already like got some history there. <laughs> so the man got arrested. The reason why is he hit the guy is because the guy said that bush light tastes like water. Following the arrest, one Twitter user commented, I'm not saying he's right, but I sure don't understand his motives. Right. Violence. I'm more confused than anything. Right. Oh, and another added on social media platform. You don't disrespect the nectar of the gods. Bush. Light, isn't that ambrosia? But yeah, let's, that's, let's it is ambrosia. so you're so angry about your bush light, but like how much bush light do you actually have to be drinking to get rage filled? <laughs> right, like I mean, it just yeah, seems no. like a, that's a, like we're drinking some excellent whiskey here at high proof strength. 
Right. And everyone here is behaving well. I'm not trying to insult well, let's not anyone. Let's crazy. not start anything. But uh, at the same time, like to go to like a shovel. Well, you know, as as anything with social media, if I put up a white, you know, a white screen, there's an argument about it. Right. Right. So now you have people going, it tastes only good after you brush your teeth with mint toothpaste. <laughs> now you get people from the other side, you know, doling, doling on in because, you know, usually after you brush your teeth with mint toothpaste, you rinse your mouth out. So that's where you right. use bush light. And uh, uh, this one's good. This is out of the New England. It's OK. You know, like in New England, we say not bad. Why would you use the word bad in a sentence? I just had this. We were just talking about this the other day. Not bad. That's like a compliment, right? right. It's sort of a backhanded compliment. So this one said, um, this guy said, there's certainly worse beer out there, but not many. <laughs> um, but caveat, not many. Yeah, but not many. Uh, one, one was giving it, a, 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 it smells faintly of sweet corn and not much else. The taste is near non-existent with a slight sweetness. It's serious slammer and refreshing. Overall, a good cheap beer. Bush Light. <laughs> All right. So at 4.1 ABV, Bush Light, and they go on to things. So, um, Well, last week we Bush talked is, about. Bush in itself is, it, I mean, it's a commercially okay, maybe. It has some flavor, but you start getting into like, it's light enough. It's like, I never understood Corona light. It's like Corona is like a pretty light beer to me, but you know, I like beer flavored beer. So here, here's the thing. Um, let's say I want to see, wait a minute. Hold on. Not all shovel related beer row have kicked off in 2013. Wade Johnson of Boca Raton, Florida. Well, cause Florida didn't want to be outdone was offered a beer by a neighbor, attacked him in with a shovel after outstaying his welcome and refusing to leave that I understand. Go home. I'm going to hit you with a shovel. All right. So what I want, what I want to do, and I think we're going to set this up. I don't want to get into brouhaha or Donnybrook, as you might say over this, but I want us to do a taste test or lack of taste test. And I'm going to get some products. And matter of fact, I'm going to throw some, some products in there that don't even have alcohol in them. That a beer, though, it's got to be beer. So it might be a non-alcoholic beer. Oh, it I, can't be that 0.0. <laughs> well, no, that's another idea. You can't be claiming that as a non-alcoholic. I've tried that. That actually has taste. So right. wait a minute. That might not, that wouldn't fit into this okay. category. So we're going to try some stuff up against each other. And we're, I want to see. We only we're almost out of the show. Before we go, so we're going to see which one does. Since we only have two minutes left to the show, I have, I have given the audience member, one last whiskey to try. It's go whiskey weekend. They got and I more. think we should go into the booze and the news while we, while we sip this. The oh, show has gone right. so far off the rails that we might as well just end with. All right. Go ahead. Go, wait, hold on. You want me to get you? All right. Let me get you your music there. I, I don't know if we have enough time, but we'll do it. Spanning the globe. It's the liquor talking is proud to present Randall Bird and booze, and booze and in the news. news. All right. This is a report that hamsters can quaff the equivalent of 21 bottles of wine a day. This is from the iflscience.com website. And basically, I'm just going to read two sentences. They love it so much, they prefer to drink 15% ethanol instead of water and can can tolerate relative quantities that would kill a human, end quote. And uh, another sentence that says, another paper from 1962 
supported hamsters' preference for alcohol over drinking water, finding that most captive animal studies were getting around 80 88% of their liquid intake from the alcoholic option. Now, One here's minute. my whole point. There is money for scientific research being funded to see how much hamsters can drink, and it spans well over 50 years within the scientific community. People paying uh, and doing research, research projects to sure, get sure. their hamsters drunk. Now, people at home have been well, obviously getting their they can't pets get them drunk. drunk. They can't get for them a drunk. long time. But like this is now somehow made the news. So I just thought we would kind of wrap up the show with an off the rails kind of story. Like, what is the scientific community worried about here for 50 years? They have research from 62. 30. Re uh, re kind of trying to verify that data set uh, in the most <laughs> common iteration of it. So getting your pets drunk if you have a hamster it's going to be an expensive proposition yeah you might not be able to do it That's but what we're, it sounds like. we're we're enjoying we're on done. the other hand yeah on the other hand milk. we'll tell everybody um on the on facebook live what they're drinking and because the radio show is done randall yes it Wanna is get out of here? Gotta go. what was done uh i'm not really sure at this point but it's the liquor talking <laughs> is the name of it and uh we're thank you thanking you for listening to our show today there'll be a repeat during the week yeah uh, run after Howie. Howie. All right. Thanks, Dad. All right. So, before we go, we're still on. We're still on Facebook Live Studio audience. So, here's the deal. You guys have in front of you right now. This is Old Elk. This is a. I know the back label says five year, but it's actually a seven year old rye. They made a mistake, but that's okay. It's seven-year rye. We know we picked it. Um, this is lock and key cherry picking. This is 121.6, 60.8 ABV. Um, seven-year-old 95.5 rye. So um, try it. Tell me what you think. What do you guys think of this one? You like like it? This is our new one. This is They gave us a lot. There's They're only going to be doing 30 barrels in the country. And we have one of them. And this is the one we picked. And we pretty much get to try almost all of them. So we get to cherry pick. And that's why it's called cherry picking. Mm, what do you think? I love this one. That's my, it's one of my favorites. All right. So that concludes our show for today. I would like to thank everybody for coming by. And uh, please uh, drink responsibly during Go Whiskey Weekend. Because you get a lot of stuff to drink. And you must pace yourself. We will be giving you waters. Please drink those. Go have a break. Go have some food. But thanks, everybody, for coming today. Let's take a